Hello, this is Jake Leahy reading the Supreme Court decision syllabus in Biden versus Nebraska. Certiorari before the judgment to the United States Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit. Argued February 28th, 2023. Decided June 30th, 2023. Title Seven of the Higher Education Act in 1965, Education Act, governs federal financial aid mechanisms, including student loans. 20 U.S.C. 1070A. The act authorizes the Secretary of Education to cancel or reduce loans in certain limited circumstances. The Secretary may cancel a set amount of loans held by some public servants. See sections 1078 through 10, 1087J, 1087EE. He may also forgive the loans of borrowers who have died or become permanently or totally disabled. Section 1087A1. Borrowers who are bankrupt, 1087B, and borrowers whose school, schools falsely certify them, close down, or fail to pay lenders, 1087C. The issue presented in this case is whether the Secretary has authority under the Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Students Act of 2003, the HEROES Act, to depart from the existing provisions of the Education Act and establish a student loan forgiveness program that will cancel about $430 billion in debt principal and affect nearly all borrowers. Under the HEROES Act, the Secretary may waive or modify any statutory or regulatory provision applicable to the student financial assistance programs under Title VII of the Education Act as the Secretary deems necessary in conjunction or sorry, in connection with the war or other military operation or, or national emergency. 1098BBA1. Is relevant here, the Secretary may issue such waivers or modifications only as may be necessary to ensure that recipients of student financial assistance under Title VII of the Education Act affected by a national emergency are not placed in a worse position financially in relation to that financial assistance because of the national emergency. Section 1098BBA2A and Section 1098EE2C through D. In 2022, a few weeks before President Biden stated that the COVID-19 pandemic is over, the Secretary invoked the HEROES Act to issue waivers and modifications reducing or eliminating the federal student loan debt of most borrowers. Borrowers with eligible federal student loans who had an income below $125,000 in either 2020 or 2021 qualified for a loan balance discharge of up to $10,000. Those who previously received Pell Grants, a specific type of federal student loan based on financial need, qualified for a discharge of up to $20,000. Six states challenged the plan as exceeding the Secretary's statutory authority the Eighth Circuit issued a nationwide preliminary injunction, and this court granted certiorari before judgment. Held. 1. At least Missouri has standing to challenge the Secretary's program. Article 3 requires a plaintiff to have suffered an injury in fact, a concrete and imminent harm to a legally protected interest, like property or money, that is fairly traceable to the challenged conduct and likely to be redressed by the lawsuit. 
Lujan versus Defenders of Wildlife. Here, as the government concedes, the Secretary's plan would cost MOHELA, a nonprofit government corporation created by Missouri to participate in the student loan market, an estimated $44 million a year in fees. MOHELA is by law and function an instrumentality of Missouri, labeled an instrumentality by the state, it was created by the state, is supervised by the state, and serves a public function. The harm of MOHELA in the performance of its public function is necessarily a direct injury to Missouri itself. The court reached a similar conclusion 70 years ago in Arkansas versus Texas. The secretary emphasizes that as a public corporation, MOHELA has a legal personality separate from the state. But such an instrumentality, created and supervised by the state to serve a public function, remains, for many purposes at least, part of the government itself. See LeBron versus National Railroad Passenger Corporation. The secretary also contends that because MOHELA can sue on its own behalf, it, not Missouri, must be the one to sue. But where a state has been harmed in carrying out its responsibilities, the fact that it chose to exercise its authority through a public corporation it created and controls does not bar the state from suing to remedy that harm itself. See Arkansas. With Article 3 standing, the court need not consider the state's other standing arguments. 2. The HEROES Act allows the Secretary to waive or modify existing statutory or regulatory provisions applicable to financial assistance programs under the Education Act, but it does not allow the Secretary to rewrite that statute to the extent of canceling $430 billion of student loan principal. A. The text of the HEROES Act does not authorize the Secretary's loan forgiveness program. The Secretary's power under the Act to modify does not permit basic and fundamental changes in the scheme designed by Congress. MCI Telecommunications Corporation v. American Telephone and Telegraph Company. Instead, modify carries a connotation of increment or limitation and must be read to mean to change moderately or in minor fashion. That is how the word is ordinarily used and defined, and the legal definition is no different. The authority to modify statutes and regulations allows the Secretary to make modest adjustments and additions to existing provisions, not transform them. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, modifications issued under the Act were minor and had limited effect, but the modifications challenged here create a novel and fundamentally different loan forgiveness program. While Congress specified in the Education Act a few narrowly delineated situations that could qualify a borrower for loan discharge, the Secretary has extended such discharge to nearly every borrower in the country. It is highly unlikely that Congress authorized such a sweeping loan cancellation program through such a subtle device as permission to modify. The Secretary responds that the Act authorizes him to waive legal provisions as well as modify them, and that this additional term grants broader authority than would modify a loan. But the Secretary's invocation of the waiver power here does not re remotely resemble how it has been used on prior occasions, where it was simply used to nullify particular legal requirements. The Secretary next argues that the power to waive or modify is greater than the sum of its parts, 
because waiver allows the secretary to eliminate legal obligations in their entirety, the combination of waive or modify must allow him to reduce them to any extent short of waiver, even if the power to modify ordinarily does not stretch that far. But the challenged loan forgiveness program goes beyond even that. In essence, the secretary has drafted a new section of the Education Act from scratch by waiving provisions root and branch and then filling the empty space with radically new text. The Secretary also cites a procedural provision in the HEROES Act directing the Secretary to publish a notice in the Federal, federal Register, including the terms and conditions to be applied in lieu of such statutory and regulatory provisions, as the Secretary has waived or modified. Section 1098BB2 In the government's view, that language authorizes both waiving and then putting the Secretary's own requirements in a sort of red penciling of the existing law. But rather than implicitly granting the Secretary authority to draft new substantive statutory provisions at will, Section 1098BBB2 simply imposes the obligation to report any waivers and modifications he has made. The Secretary's ability to add new terms in lieu of the old is limited to his authority to modify existing law. As with any other modification issued under the Act, no new term or condition reported pursuant to 1098BBB2 may distort the fundamental nature of the provision it alters. In sum, the Secretary's comprehensive debt cancellation plan is not a waiver because it augments and expands existing provisions dramatically. It is not a modification because it constitutes effectively the introduction of a whole new regime. And it cannot be some combination of the two because when the Secretary seeks to add to existing law, the fact that he has waived certain provisions does not give him a free pass to avoid the limits inherent in the power to modify. However, broad, however broad the meaning of waive or modify, that language cannot authorize the kind of exhaustive rewriting of the statute that has taken place here. B. The Secretary also appeals to Congressional purpose, arguing that Congress intended to grant substantial discretion to the Secretary to respond to unforeseen emergencies. On this view, the unprecedented nature of the Secretary's debt cancellation plan is justified by the pandemic's unparalleled scope. But the question here is not whether something should be done, it is who is the authority to do it. As in the court's recent decision in West Virginia versus EPA, given the history and the breadth of the authority asserted by the executive and the economic and political significance of that assertion, the court has reason to hesitate before concluding that Congress is meant to intent, meant to confer such authority, quoting FDA versus Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation. This case implicates many of the factors present in past cases raising similar separation of powers concerns. The Secretary has never previously claimed powers of this magnitude under the HEROES Act. No regulation premised on the HEROES Act has ever begun to approach the size or scope of the Secretary's program. Alabama Association of Realtors versus Department of Health and Human Services. The economic and political significance of the Secretary's action is staggering. Citing to West Virginia. And the Secretary's assertion of administrative authority has conveniently enabled him to enact a program that Congress has chosen not to enact itself. See again, West Virginia. 
The secretary argues that the principles explained in West Virginia and its predecessors should not apply to cases involving government benefits, but major cases having arisen from all corners of the administrative state. And this is not the first such case to arise in the context of government benefits. See King versus Burwell. All this leads the court to conclude that the basic and consequential trade-offs inherent in a mass debt cancellation program are ones that Congress would likely have intended for itself. In such circumstances, the court has required the Secretary to point to clear congressional authorization to justify the challenge program. Quoting Utility Air Regulatory Group versus EPA. And as explained, the HEROES Act provides no authorization for the Secretary's plan when examined using the ordinary tools of statutory interpretation, let alone clear congressional authorization for such a program. Reversed and remanded. Chief Justice Roberts delivered the opinion of the court in which Thomas Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett joined. Barrett filed a concurring opinion. Kagan filed a dissenting opinion in which Sotomayor and Jackson joined. Solicitor General Prologar argued the cause for petitioners. James A. Campbell, Solicitor General of Nebraska, argued the cause for respondents. Thanks for listening. Uh, Be sure to leave a review and uh, be sure to subscribe. Uh, Share with your friends. Hope you enjoy the podcast. And uh, we have a new term coming up uh, around the corner here. So hopefully that will be interesting. But opinions should be coming out before you know it in probably four months or so. Thanks again for listening and hope you subscribe.